Hey, y'all. Real quick before I hit play on this episode of Familypreneur for you, I want to be sure that you know that I have a brand new podcast available for you to check out. It's called Just Marketing, and you can find it on this podcast platform. Go ahead and search for Just Marketing and hit subscribe so you don't miss anything. Then come back here and listen to this episode of Familypreneur. It'll still be here waiting for you. Welcome to Familypreneur, the podcast for busy parents building profitable businesses. If we haven't met yet, I'm Meg Brunson, and we are about to simplify business and marketing strategies because balance was never about spending equal time between your business and your family. Nope, you want to spend previously unimagined amounts of time making memories with your kids. And the only way that's going to happen is if we get your marketing under control. I want to take a minute to acknowledge that Black Lives Matter, that love is love, and that inclusivity is essential for success. So I welcome all colors, genders, and cultures to join us for today's episode. Since he was 10 years old, Drew Pye has had a passion for serving his community. Two years ago, Drew started volunteering at a local military hospital, working with people suffering from dementia. Since then, helping the elderly population has been his purpose in life. In March of last year, when COVID-19 was declared a pandemic, Drew noticed that his elderly grandparents and neighbors were scared to get out of the house, to get their medications, to get groceries. And he thought that if his family and neighbors were afraid, there were likely others, especially those who didn't have family close by to help, um, that were feeling the same thing. That is when Drew's teen volunteer group called Teens Helping Seniors was born. And today I'm so excited to have Drew Pai with us so we can talk a little bit more about that whole process, that organization, and how kids can get involved in entrepreneurship. Drew, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, it's great to be here. You know, when I heard about a space that's looking at entrepreneurship, but specifically entrepreneurship in connection with families, I knew that I had to get involved. So again, thank you so much for inviting me. Well, we're happy to have you here. I'd love to know, do, are your parents entrepreneurial at all? Like, did they give you this bug genetically? Um, hmm, that's a difficult question. My mom is a doctor by profession. And my dad uh, has worked in the government, and right now he's trying to get uh, he, he's he's he started a few small businesses, and he's trying to get those off the ground. Um, but I'd say even for me, you know, I didn't I wasn't born with an entrepreneurial spirit, right? I barely knew what entrepreneurship was truly in middle school, and it wasn't so much that you know one day the switch kind of turned on that said, hey, I'm gonna go be an entrepreneur. It was more of a gradual thing for me, right? I got involved with organizations in the beginning as as a sort of follower right content to be at the a member of the pack but eventually you know i started moving up i started accepting leadership and then i kind of came into my entrepreneurial spirit which i think is the more common story for a lot of people yeah and so what was the first time that you remember like what was that first entrepreneurial venture that you remember jumping into Right. So I volunteer with uh, a local military hospital, as you're saying. And so I volunteer during the summers. And one summer, uh, I think it was the summer of 2018, if I'm remembering correctly, um, I was talking to one of the friends that I'd made 
uh, during the program, during the last few days of the program. Um, it's a program with the Red Cross to help the, the elderly veterans in the hospital. And she said that she was going to start her own. She, she had started her own nonprofit um, called Arts and STEM for Hearts uh, based on her own experiences working in the hospital and working with um, the people who need you know, services the most. And she said, hey, do you want to come on board uh, as a leadership position? I, I know you. I know the work that you're doing in the hospital. Um, and I would love to have you as a member of my team. And that was just that was the first time for me because I'd never been involved with leadership um, in volunteer organizations up to that point. And so I was really apprehensive at first, to tell you the truth, because I, I was kind of scared of the responsibilities. I, I was unsure of where it was going to go. And at the same time, it was a relatively new nonprofit. So we barely knew what we were getting into. Um, but, you know, luckily, thanks to thanks to her guidance, her perseverance and, and the help I was able to give her, you know, we've really taken this nonprofit off the ground um, and grown arts and STEM for hearts to even an international scale. And so that was really my first experience. Uh, I joined as a brand ambassador. I am now the chief technology officer uh, of that organization. Awesome. Well, that's some great, you know, vertical mobility there. So is volunteering, working with nonprofits and volunteering, is that a good way, would you think, to get involved, like to get your kids from a parent perspective, to get your kids mm -hmm. involved in business and start thinking entrepreneurially? Yeah, well, I can't speak too much to this, but I think in my in my humble opinion that you know, starting from the point of view of a nonprofit, starting from the point of altruism is really the best mindset to have in business, right? So business is all about all about that profit, right? And when you get involved with a nonprofit, when you get involved with volunteer work, uh, especially at an early age, it kind of teaches you that the world is not all about profit. And there are there are, you know, vocations and there are especially, you know, interests that don't revolve around making a profit. And the beauty of those is that it allows you to focus on other things like developing empathy, developing interpersonal relations, developing altruism. And all these things can be developed, you know, from a business standpoint. But I find that the easiest way to do that, especially with young people, is through volunteerism. Um, and that's especially volunteerism that happens on a local scale, helping out their community, helping out their loved ones. And even even the smallest gestures, you know, can really make a difference. So I think getting involved in volunteering will really help your child have a, an outlook on business and on entrepreneurship that is focused around helping people, that is focused around empathy. And I think that's what we need right now in today's society, more entrepreneurs like that. Oh my gosh, I feel like that is gold. That is everything. And you started by saying you can't really, like, you can't really, you can speak to that, okay? From now on, mm -hmm. you can speak to that because that was just brilliant. I feel like that was an amazing answer. Um, and I think it's not just for kids. Like, we are talking about kids here. Um, for many people watching this, you are a kid. Um, but this is a lesson for adults too. I'm a big proponent of valuing people over profits, right? And that's what you're talking about is, you know, we're here to serve and through service is how we, we profit and we make money. It's not about, it's not just about making money. It's really about providing that service, mm -hmm. service, not sales or, you know, provide the service and sales will come. Um, but man, you said it. And I feel like, I just feel like you, you need a moment. You dropped the mic. Um, that was incredible. So thank you for that. <laughs> no, I yeah, thank you. I mean, yeah, going off what you said, it definitely doesn't have to be something just for kids. I mean, 
volunteering is best when you do it with people that you love and people that you enjoy being with. It's truly the more the merrier. And so family volunteering uh, has been on the rise, especially recently. You know, um, you can volunteer with your children at a lot of different opportunities. And in that case, there, there really isn't an age barrier, right? Because it's really just hands-on work. And the more you put into it, the more good that will come out of it. And that's kind of the beauty of volunteering. It's blind to all those barriers that normally permeate society. And so I think that's why it's great to get involved in family volunteering. Yes. And you, since getting into volunteering, you've specifically found this passion for helping the older generations and bridging the generational gap. Can you share a little bit about the, the benefits of that, of, of mm-hmm. teens and young people helping the elderly population. Right. So the reason that I really got involved in this was, as you said, because of my own grandparents, right? It really started from there. And it kind of shocked me, especially during the pandemic, that there was this sort of disconnect between the elderly and the youth. And so when I initially started an organization to help the elderly during the pandemic, I was like, there's no way this is going to take off, frankly, because I had read stories in the media that said, you know, teens don't care about the pandemic. Teens are going to the beach because they're ignoring stay at home. They're licking groceries and other atrocities. And so I had this kind of mindset, you know, that maybe the generations weren't willing to work together. And I'm happy to say I was totally wrong. You know, that that is the exception, definitely not the rule. And we've had hundreds of teens from all over the country reach out and say, hey, I don't know you personally. I heard about you on the news, but this is a need I see in my community. This is a need I see within my community's elderly population, and I want to help out. Um, and the fact that they're willing to take that initiative from all over the country and, and even in Canada means that you know there's still hope uh, in terms of crossing this generational barrier. And I think that's been fueled by the pandemic. The pandemic has really been able to bring us together in ways that maybe we would have never done initially. And so now what we have is that um, I've seen my volunteers forge intimate connections with the, with the seniors that they deliver to, that they work with. And in that way, they find that they have more in common. But the big step is just really getting that first contact, right? Because once you get that first contact and they start to realize, you know, that maybe that maybe age isn't a barrier, that maybe we all have something in common, um, maybe we can all have fun together. And so once you get that first contact, it really just goes uphill from there. And it's a, it's a beautiful process to watch unfold. Um, but that's what I've been trying to do in terms of bridging that generational gap. So if there is a parent or a child listening and they're interested in uh, doing something like this, do you have a program where they reach out to you and they can like bring a chapter to their community? Yep. Um, so the organization that me and my friends started called Teens Helping Seniors that I was just talking about, um, you can find it at teenshelpingseniors.org uh, or on various social media under Teens Helping Seniors, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, etc. Um, or you can email us at teenshelpingseniors at gmail.com. And if you reach out to us and say, you know, hey, my area doesn't have a chapter of Teens Helping Seniors and I would love to get started, we will provide you with all the materials and all the advice that you need to get started in your area, uh, including weekly check-ins so that you know we can you can update us on your progress and we can help you with that. Um, yeah, and we'll really help you foster your, your ability as a chapter so that you can help your community. So you'll help with everything from like, how do you find the first senior to help in growing your, your network and things like that? Yep, yep. Outreach is a is a really big part of not just not just even our organization, but a part of all volunteering, especially during the pandemic. And so 
Um, thankfully, you know, now Teens Helping Seniors does have uh, a lot of outreach and some coverage, but especially when we were starting out, it was a more difficult problem because uh, any any small business or any small nonprofit knows that getting your word out there is the hardest part. It's the hardest first step. I, I, I got to just address the cat butt in the room. Um, you are amazing. You have delivered that amazingly. Okay. Anyhow, <laughs> you, I feel like that you are a very skilled young man that that cat didn't even derail your answer. Goal. I've had a lot of experience with <laughs> my cat sitting on my computer. So. <laughs> that is awesome. No, that is great. I love the level of support that you provide. I would love to know what is your, your vision? Like, do you have a five-year goal or a 10-year goal for this? Or what, what do you see for mm -hmm. the future with this um, nonprofit? Um, so Teens Helping Seniors really did start out as Teens Helping Seniors, but we started to realize that, you know, there's so much more than that. There's so much more than just Teens Helping Seniors. And it's expanded now to, you know, Teens Helping the Teens Helping Veterans, Teens Helping People with Dementia or Alzheimer's, Teens Helping, you know, wherever they can help. And that's kind of the message now. And eventually it won't even be teens. It'll just be you know, people helping other people. And that's kind of the goal. Um, and so we're, we're really trying to, you know, diversify. And what we mean by diversify is really get involved with the nonprofit space, because there's no reason why Teens Helping Seniors should exist as a standalone organization. There's no reason why any volunteering should be standalone when there's so many other, you know, nonprofits working so hard to reach a different group that we could help out, uh, whether with our volunteer work, uh, or with our using our coverage to spread messages, positive messages, um, etc. And so we really want to get involved with a, as many opportunities as possible. And, and that way, at the same time, our teens can also have a, a great variety of opportunities to volunteer. And so, for example, um, we got involved with a veterans organization called Serving Together. Um, and so we've been delivering free produce boxes to veterans in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia, DMV area. Um, and so that's happening on a weekly or biweekly basis. And then we've also, you know, delivered Halloween goods, Christmas goods, festivities to our seniors so that, you know, even if they can't go out and enjoy with their family as they normally would, they can still have a little, you know, ray of hope um, during their holidays, especially. And so that's what we're trying to do. We're really trying to make teens helping seniors more multifaceted. Um, and even after the pandemic, we want to continue to foster this inter intergenerational uh, bridge as much as we can. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a big mission, like a big movement, you know, to just get people helping people and how that's going to help us all. Like a rising yep, tide yeah. lifts all ships. It's that concept. It really is a movement. And specifically for, you know, narrowing in on you know, teen volunteerism. And that's where we've seen, I think, the biggest the biggest movement during the pandemic, because, you know, teen teen involvement in volunteerism compared before the pandemic versus where it is now, it's it's a lot better, you know, because I think the pandemic has made uh, a lot of our youth realize that, you know, volunteering is more needed now than ever. And they can actually see, you know, the fruits of their volunteering in terms of who they're helping out in the community. And so we've really seen that movement. It's continuing, fortunately. Um, and hopefully, you know, once this crisis is over, it'll continue to grow because I think that there, the need will always be there. And the more people we can get involved and the greater their efforts, the more impact we'll have. Yes. And I think a great way, we mentioned family volunteer opportunities, and I think that's a great way to instill 
that value on younger kids so that when they get to be a teenager, they already are in that mindset of wanting to give back and wanting to pay it forward and wanting to help other people. Yeah, yeah. I think that's particularly important, you know, because um, for me, it was daunting to get into volunteering when I was younger, uh, when I was in middle school, because I hadn't really had many experiences with volunteering in elementary school and, and at, at a very young age. So I wasn't sure what it was. I wasn't sure what it constituted. And I was really apprehensive. And so I think that if you get your kids involved um, the earlier, as early as possible, you know, then they'll have an idea that maybe volunteering isn't as as scary as it might seem, right? It doesn't have to be a chore. It doesn't have to be strenuous, right? It can be something that you enjoy. It can be something that you do for fun. And I think once you get them to that point where they're willing to do this for out for their own sake rather than for anyone else's sake, then I think that, you know, you've you've instilled in them a sense of altruism and empathy that's going to help them for the rest of their life. So in addition to finding other teens who want to start chapters and and participate in their communities, what are other ways that people that are our listeners can help mm-hmm. you and help your organization. Right. So there are a lot of there are a lot of small ways um, that you know you can go out of your way to not only help our organization, but in a larger sense, help the movement uh, of teen volunteerism. And so certainly Teens Helping Seniors is not the only uh, youth organization. There are a lot of local and national level uh, youth organizations that are operating during the pandemic. And so it, you should really volunteer to cater to your interests. Um, so, for example, if your interest is is in agriculture, then maybe you can join some sort of volunteer organization that's related to that. Or if you're interested in civics, you can join something related to that, etc. And so you should really find volunteering that caters to your interests um, so that, you know, you have fun while doing it. It doesn't seem like work for you. Um, and then no matter what, what organization you're involved with, whether you choose to involve with Teens Helping Seniors or any other organization, just realize, you know, the effect of what you're doing, realize that you're, you're making an impact in the world. Um, and at the same time, you know, try to, try to gain as many skills and as many experiences and meet as many new people as possible, because that's really what you're going to get out of the experience. And it reminds me a lot of some of the lessons we talk about when it comes to business, right? You don't have to do all the things. So I like that you recommend find the one thing that you're interested in and volunteer for that one thing. There's so many people in the world that if everybody volunteered for one thing that they're interested in, everything would get covered. So like you don't have to feel guilty that you're not helping the poor puppies at the animal shelter. Instead, you chose to help seniors or vice versa because it'll Mm -hmm. all get done if everybody does their part. Yeah, and that really comes to the next step, which is once, you, once you've decided on what you want to volunteer, it's about spreading the word, and it's about convincing other people to do the same and to get involved. Um, and that's really the next step of where we want to take uh, the volunteering movement, right? We just want to get more and more people involved. Um, and it's really been like a ripple effect, right? And I've seen this even within Teens Helping Seniors. So we go deliver to uh, – one person in an elderly community. And then the next week we have dozens of requests from there because simply through word of mouth, you know, people talk about it and say, Hey, this, this, uh, this service is happening and I think you could benefit from it. And so in the same way, you know, if we can just spread volunteering through social media, through word of mouth and per, and it should be, you know, not just spreading, you know, blasting messages to everyone, but if you share your own personal experiences with volunteering, it's a hundred times more impactful and it'll be a hundred times better in terms of making an influence. Yes. Yes. Well, man, I think this was amazing. I want to, I just want to thank you 
so much. I feel like you blew my mind. Um, and I'm sure that my listeners are going to agree. Can you let us know where can we connect with you? Where can we connect with teens helping seniors? What are all the links and places that we can connect with you and support you? Huh. All the links. Hmm. We will okay. I'll start with just me. <laughs> yeah. I'll start with just me. Um, so you can find my personal email um, at D-H-R-U-V-B-P-A-I, DruvBPI, at gmail.com. Um, and then for Teens Helping Seniors, you can we have teenshelpingseniors.org uh, and then teenshelpingseniors at gmail.com. Um, for the orga- other organization, Arts and Stem for Hearts, uh, it's artsandstemforhearts.org. And then finally, um, I'm actually starting up a a new nonprofit um and the goal of this nonprofit is to sort of merge stem which is my schooling background in science technology engineering and mathematics with volunteerism and so that's called stempathy and there's no website for that yet but be on the lookout because it'll be it'll be going up soon um and i would love for anyone to get involved well now you're gonna tell me a little bit more about stempathy you waited until the end to drop this goal tell me what that is going to be about yeah, so I've really um, so a lot of my schooling experience has been with you know STEM, and that's been my background. Especially you know my parents both are, are both STEM professionals, um, and I, I was kind of raised with a sense of uh, a sense of STEM, kind of in terms of that spirit of research, that spirit of curiosity. But at the same time, you know, as I grew up and I started to look into research and science. Um, you know, a simple Google Scholar search, and you'll see that there are so many different academic, you know, research articles that are being published every day, but how many of those are actually going to to make an impact? How many of those are actually going to help someone? And how many of those are going to touch a life? And so at some point, there there became this sort of disconnect um, between, you know, what we're researching in our ivory tower of science and knowledge with what's actually going on um, and how we can help people. And so the goal is to sort of bridge that divide. Um, and that might be a little vague, um, and I haven't really ironed out too much of the specifics, but my goal right now is really to bring those two fields of, of STEM and empathy together into, into stempathy. I love that, and I cannot wait to see how that pans out. Um, I can tell that you have a bright future ahead of you, and I'm really excited that I got to meet you at this stage in your career, and I cannot wait to see how it pans out over the coming years. I want to thank you so much again for spending time with us and sharing so much knowledge and information, especially around the importance of volunteering. Um, I think that's a lesson that us as parents, we may need a reminder, you know, that we probably could be doing a little more than we're doing um, and getting our kids involved in that process as early as possible too. Yeah, it was great being here. Um, And once again, I want to urge uh, anyone listening to to the show to feel free to contact me if there are any questions or or anything you want to say, because I would love to follow up with you. Thank you so much, Drew. That's it for this episode of Familypreneur. You'll find all the links mentioned and the show notes at megbrunson.com slash podcast. Until next time, I'll see you over in the Familypreneur community. Bye for now.